Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, living the dream once again on a fabulous Saturday. It is Hartman and Schwartz, and we are broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch. You could say big on your auto insurance. Really the best thing you can do with your phone in just a few minutes. Call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, well, reunited on this Saturday. Jeff, It's uh, we missed you last week. I know you and your beautiful bride decided to take a little trip last weekend. We did, and um, she needed it far more than I did. She is a nurse. Um, she um, has been working basically since uh, May, kind of through the pandemic. Our clinics have been open, um, and then she went to, they rotated her back to the hospital a little bit for six weeks mm. uh, in, in the early part of, of this year when in North Carolina, where I live, things got, uh, they, they need help. So she needed a break very badly, and we were able to take that break. And I did miss talking to you. I very much enjoyed doing this and talking talking ball. It's my favorite thing to do in the world. But um, we had a relaxing time, and I'm, I'm glad to be back. And there's, there's never a moment where the NFL seems like, like I was on vacation and JJ Watt goes with the Cardinals and my editors at Fox Sports, wonderful editors, 
Like, hey, can you write something? I'm like, you know what? Yes, I can. Because it just like, how could I miss out on talking about J.J. Watt signing with a team no one expected him to sign with? Well, and and by the way, that that that's a little story. We we always talk before the show. We didn't even bring this up. So remember, there was this thing about this Peloton. I, I didn't understand this at <laughs> all. Was, so was... apparently, he had a bio. I didn't realize if you get a Peloton, you have a bio. Uh, that was not. Uh, you do have a bio. I have a bio. All right. So the, the story was his Peloton bio. Peloton bio gave some cryptic message that said SB 56, which is next year's Super Bowl. And it had Green Bay, it had Buffalo and Cleveland, right? Abbreviations for those three. So everyone's like, wow, Green Bay, Buffalo, Cleveland, they all make sense. I mean, those are three playoff teams. Green Bay, Buffalo were one step away from the Super Bowl. And then he came out and he goes, I don't even own a bike. And the next thing we know, he agrees to his deal with the Arizona Cardinals. All right, so what can you tell us about this? Because you know how it is right now. We're, you get a guy like J.J. Watt, future first ballot Hall of Famer. He's out on the open market. Everyone's trying to get the inside and where this is going. How did this Peloton thing come well, about? The, the Peloton thing was nothing. Someone just made a profile or, or a Twister profile picture to, to Watt. I, I rode the Peloton again today, like this morning. And it wants to follow me, G Schwartz 74, 74, I think it is. Go ahead and do that. We have a lot of, we always ride Saturdays. We have a ton of fun doing it. Um, But like, no, I mean, th- that just was something that someone saw and ran with because there wasn't much information out and people no. love, people love, and you know this, and I'm not sure how active you are on social media like I am, but people love, you know, when athletes, especially free agents or people or athletes that want to get out of a situation, they, they follow and unfollow their, their favorite teams, right? It's like something we always talk about. Oh, Jeff Schwartz, and it happened to me in 2014. I um, was... It was down to the Giants and the Rams, and I had decided on the Giants. I just started following a bunch of like Giants beat reporters and Giants um, insiders and the Giants team account. Everyone was like, see, J- Jeff's going to the Giants. I was like, dang, they, they got me. Um, <laughs> so that's what happened. So people obviously ran with that. But the J.J. Watt story is a tale as old as time, right? An athlete says they are – Going to go somewhere to win a Super Bowl ring, or go to somewhere to win the you know win the World Series, or go somewhere to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and I feel like actually the NBA out of all places is kind of where that that happens uh, more than any other sport um, because if you can, you can join a LeBron team and have a good chance to get to the finals, um, but in the NFL, guess what? It almost never happens because money, money, right? No guaranteed contracts in the, in the NFL. And J.J. Watt went for the money, Steve. That's what he did. He went for the money, and it's fine. It's okay. But the idea that guys go for less money to a, you know, a contender, and, and, and the reports are that there, there was one report from Arizona's uh, media member saying that Arizona, this was the not the highest offer. It very clearly was, okay? No one was offering him $23 million guaranteed. No other team was, and that's very, very, very it's just, so he just took the money, and it's fine he did that. Well, it is, and, and and I mean, the big question is, what kind of impact will he have on that Arizona Cardinals defensive line? I think we would all agree that his peak efficiency as an edge guy is no longer there, but if you put if you put J.J. Watt anywhere on the defensive line, you got to account for the guy, and he could be devastating on the inside. And, of course, pretty much with the Texans, that's what he's always done. They've moved him inside, outside, you know, wherever yeah. they can create mismatches and everything else. So this, do you think he's going to have that kind of impact in Arizona? It'll help um, Chandler Jones. 
um, who is you know the, the really elite pass rusher. It might even help like Hassan Reddick who rushes the other side, or Devin Kennard. I believe Kennard is there as well. Yep. Um, and you know Steve Time, the, the general manager, was was on with Colin yesterday, I believe it was, and um, you know Colin basically asked him that question, like why why him? Well, why do you need JJ Watt? And he said, well, leadership. We we need to have better leadership. We had we led the league in penalties last year, and we're hoping that he's able just to bring a level you know a level head, a, a, a leadership, work ethic, set a better standard for us. And that all makes sense. You're paying a lot for that, right? You're paying a premium for that, and his cap hit this year is not that bad. But he went for the money. He went for the money. Um, and, again, that's fine. And look, and athletes can convince themselves all the time that, that oh, this is the money. And guess what? Arizona 8-8 last year. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyler Murray's going to be his third year. We're going to get better, right? We're going we're gonna to be the Super Bowl hunt. But realistically, if you look at the rest of the division, even the NFC and the coaching in Arizona, they're lacking, right? So Especially um, at the 49ers bounce back. Which they, they should, right. which they should. I mean, even when when Kyle Shanahan, their head coach, has been there four seasons. Yeah, he said one season where he had his quarterback for all sixteen games. They went to the Super Bowl that year. Like, and, and Jimmy G, I think we all agree, is not like dynamic of a quarterback. Niners are going to be good. We'll talk about Russell Wilson in a second. The Rams have Matthew Stafford now, and with Sean McVay, they're always going to be a you know eight, nine, ten, eleven win team. Um, so good for JJ. He went for the money, which again. It's fine, but that's what happens in the NFL because it's hard to turn down $23 million guaranteed when maybe the next best team is only offering you, you know, one year deal for $12 million or a two year deal for, for $20 million with one year guaranteed money. So two year, it's a two year guaranteed deal. Well, and now we were talking about social media. You, I'll put it this way you put out over 107,000 tweets. I have put out less than 500 in nine years. I'm amazed I have followers, but I do, but not like you. Now, I, I follow Jeff Schwartz, at Jeff Schwartz, by the way, and I saw this yesterday. What is going on here? You were mentioning about a Gruden QB yes. camp, and would people be interested in a similar camp with offensive line prospects? It's happening. And it says here, officially, this is happening. I'm pumped. Yes. What, give us the story. What is yes. going on here? So... Uh, at the end of the football season, so I, I work for Fox Sports on the digital side uh, on their, their their website and their app, and I do gambling content um, during the season. And now, as we transition to the off season, we were talking about ways with my with my producer on the the, the digital side and the gambling shows we were doing about ways to just do more things. And he's like, "What if we did like a like a you talk to like the prospects, like the O line prospects? Like you mean like a Gruden camp for offensive line?" And uh, he's like, "Yeah," and I'm very fortunate that my my best friend trains basically the number two tackle, the number one guard, the number like one and two centers, like a lot of these guys he trains right now in Dallas. So I have access to these players as well. So we kind of went back and forth and um, we worked on some details and got the word like this is happening. So I'm going to Dallas in a couple of weeks um, where a lot of players are at right now. I'll, I'll knock out, I think, five guys in Dallas. Six guys we're interviewing in Dallas, and we'll do one more in L.A. And there's one other guy we might try to get who's in Arizona. And um, boom, boom, boom. And we'll, we'll put together a little offensive line Gruden show. Should be good, man. Um, it's gonna be, it'd be a lot of fun. It's going to be – It's gonna be. It, we're going to talk technique a lot. But what I love talking to people about players about is process, right? Like how did you, how did you get to where you're going? How, why did you make this play? Why did you make this block? What happens if this happened? Like, why is your hand here? Like, things like that. 
And so we're going to have a lot of fun with this project. Well, and working with you, working with Rich Ornberger, having knowing Nick Hardwick, working here with – I'm around a lot of offensive linemen, okay? And this is the one thing I gather about offensive linemen. You believe, and maybe there is science to this, that offensive linemen on the whole are the most intelligent players on a football field. Would you say that? I mean, is a position group total? Yes. I mean, quarterbacks, the high-level guys mm-hmm. are – I mean, they, they know far more than we have to know. But as a, as a unit, as a position group, we got to know a lot, man. Like, um, here's a good example. So when we have – a before games, our coaches give us a test, right? Like, all coaches give their position right. groups a test. And I saw a defensive lineman's test one time, D-tackle. All he had to write was where, where the two tackles lined up. Just put a T like in a three technique or one technique, a shade, wherever. I, as offensive lineman, have to write in what all five guys do, what the tight end's doing, what the quarterback's doing, what the running back is doing, and probably put in nine of the 11 guys on defense on my test and blo- like draw it all up, right? Like, I know everything except the routes. So uh, we, we got to know a lot. Like, that's what high-level linemen do. They look at safeties. They look at linebackers. They look at the corner sometimes. If you're if you're on the island, they, they survey the field. Okay, where can my D-lineman rush? Do, do I have help here? Is a linebacker coming down? Does that mean there's a blitz coming? Like, well, and also you got to do this in unison with the other guys on the line. Yeah, and then you get to a point where— You have to have um, a collective brain on that line, right? Yeah, it, it, I mean— you're doing pass protection, especially when there's pressure, like on third down. Mm-hmm. But in the run game, it's mostly just you and the guy next to you. And like I play with Marshall Newhouse, who's played 11 years now in New York, and uh, it's the last guy I played a long time with. And I was the guard; he was a tackle. And you get to a point where mm-hmm. you don't even you don't even say anything. Right. Like you you walk the line of scrimmage, and I turn to Marshall. He turned to me and be like, mm. "You good?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. good." And that could mean 17 different things depending on what play it was. But we knew we're on the same page. And then we get fake calls as well. That would piss the D lineman off. That's really funny. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, we, yeah. we had to know. We have to know a lot, and you have to be. And you have to do this, by the way, when it's loud, when it might be hot or cold, mm-hmm. when you played poorly, when you're playing well, when you're not fe- when you, when, you, when you're not feeling well, when you're you're beat up, when you're injured, when someone next to you might be injured, and it's all part of the game. It's what I loved. I I love the mental part of of that. You know, like having to step up in certain situations, um, obviously knowing where people are going to be because I was not very fast. So I had to know, okay, the safety's down. They're bringing pressure here. My guy's crossing my face. Like I had to know these things. I couldn't just adjust on the fly. Some guys are that athletic. They just adjust on the fly. Never me. So I'm hoping to bring all of this out um, in this in this show. Be probably oh, eight to ten minutes. Um, you know, each, each to be digital episode, eight to ten minutes, most likely. Uh, we'll pull... We'll do a Q&A. We'll pull some film. We've got some stuff of them working out. Um, be a lot of fun, man. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that, Jeff. I'm also looking forward to your thoughts on this. All right. So when push comes to shove, in New England, we saw how that worked out. Belichick won. Brady lost. Or did he? <laughs> how did that work out for the New England Patriots, at least in year one? Could we be facing a very similar situation with the Seattle Seahawks? We're going to tell you all about it coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hutchmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz here on a fabulous Saturday. A lot of things going on right now. Later on, we're going to get into tomorrow. NBA All-Star Game tomorrow, Jeff. We have the NBA All-Star Game tomorrow. All the All-Star festivities are going to be jammed into a single day down there in Atlanta. Of course, that wasn't originally on the schedule, but it was added. So we'll get into that. Also, believe it or not, Jeff, we are a week from tomorrow, Selection Sunday for March Madness. How much does March Madness mean to you? By the way, your Oregon Ducks blew out my Bruins in the second half of that game up in Eugene. Uh, that was a little uncomfortable for me. I thought we had that game in hand. 
I am not hearing it, Jeff at all. Like, there he is. Oh, sorry. Um, you're up nine with about what six minutes left ish about, and then Oregon just took. Actually, that game started at nine. I was I basically fell asleep. Uh, about four or five minutes left, I woke up to the, in the morning and saw that Oregon had won, which was obviously very enjoyable. And today, I mean, I think Oregon, Oregon State's tomorrow. Um, winner of that game wins the the conference. Well, if Oregon wins, they're in. So yeah, NCAA, you know, the basketball tournament. You know, I I think with college basketball is it's really tough for me when you spend all year in the NFL college football world, right? We have all these superstars that you enjoy watching. Like I sit down to watch ex-quarterback play, right? Or right. in a college game, I want to watch the factory of Alabama or, you know, or Devontae Smith or or I want to watch, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence play or anyone at Ohio State play, Justin Fields. For, like, and for me, college basketball, now I watch the Pac-12 because it's my job. Um, but there's no one I want to sit down to watch. Well, but again, I, I want to get into this a little bit later on because – you know, there's some new things happening as far as the NBA's drafts concerned that could have an effect on college basketball. But I want to put sure. that aside because I really want to get into that in depth. I also want to get the answer to where are the Seahawks going right now with this Russell Wilson situation? Now, we had a push come to shove situation in New England where it was clear that Belichick wanted to move on from Tom Brady. And so that was it. Tom Brady, bye-bye, see you later, good luck, and wherever you go. And now Tom Brady has another Super Bowl trophy in his possession, and the New England Patriots had a losing season. So at least one year in, definitely in favor of Tom Brady. Now we have a potential situation brewing in Seattle. I heard our buddy T.J. Hushmanzada talk about the power of Pete Carroll in Seattle. And who is there to put him in check? Remember, John Schneider is now the general manager of the Seahawks. He was brought in by Pete Carroll. John Schneider is not going to challenge Pete Carroll. Paul Allen, of course, the longtime owner of the Seahawks, passed away. His sister now owns the team. She's not going to get in the way of Pete Carroll. And when we had a situation where you had a Richard Sherman or Earl Thomas, and maybe they overstepped their bounds despite their all-pro status, where did they end up? Leaving Seattle. So if Russell Wilson continues to push this scenario where he feels like he needs to have a much more major input as far as personnel decisions, any kind of franchise decisions, could he get to the level of irritation where Pete Carroll says, you know what, Russell, you're right. You need to go. Bye bye. I know the oh, Bears boy. are all psyched up thinking they got a, a big package ready to put together for Russell Wilson, but could egos get to the point and and in some extent that's what we had in New England where Pete Carroll finally says, Hey John, get rid of this guy. Bye bye, Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh while on the the beach and pool in Mexico, I read the Patriots, uh, the Dynasty book that came out, I think, right before the season. I hadn't read it yet. Right. And, um, you know, it details, obviously, all the winning that was done in New England and the different personalities between Belichick and Brady and kind of how they made it work through all the winning, right? And the, and the common goal was always that they were, they were both aligned in how to win, right? right? How to win. Well, it feels like Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, A, they have not had the success that Brady and Belichick had, but B, they're not aligned on how to win, right? Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll wants to be kind of the, um, you know, the, kind of the more the old school, right? We want to run the football and we want to play great defense and our quarterback is is there to, to supplement our offense and yes, make some plays sometimes, but we're going to invest in 
and running backs and defensive players, and we're not going to put as much into the passing game. Russell Wilson, for reasons that we all know and I think we all agree with, wants to pass the ball more, right? And he wants to have input in how the offense is designed. I'm with him on having input in the offense design. I'm not really with him on deciding who they sign. As per- he's, not, he's not a personnel guy. He's not watching film. He's not figuring out what works best. But nonetheless... That's, I think, where the first difference is at, right? Is that, hey, Russell Wilson wants this, and he he feels at his age and, and, and the worth he has for the franchise and organization and his his um, level of accomplishment in the NFL puts him in a position where he's allowed to voice opinion. He's been there nine years and said nothing. And this is the first time he's really ever said, a couple years back, he said, you better sign me to a deal. They did it like seven days later. But, you know, like, not... It's the first time he's really kind of like given, you know, shown his power that he has. And then Pete Carroll on the other side done this forever, right? He won in college. He's won at, at Seattle, and he's stubborn in the way that he's going to do things and not going to take into the uh, you know into the equation what what Russell Wilson wants. So we're at an impasse, right? One wants to do this, one wants to do that. I don't think they're going to come together and find a way to to design an offense that. Russell Wilson wants it's, it's kind of goes against what Pete wants. I don't think it's going to happen. If if I were Seattle, if I was a Seattle fan, and I was and I wanted a solution to this issue, the answer is never going to happen. But the answer is get rid of Carroll and keep Wilson. But you you mentioned it. Pete Carroll is basically the owner. Like he he is. It's it's you know it's Paul Allen's daughter. And then it's Pete Carroll in the organization. Like right. one, then two. And it's just the way it is. And that's why Russell Wilson, I think, is on the team this year because the teams he wants to go to are not teams that have the the assets to come back to Seattle. I mean, Chicago doesn't have, in my opinion, the draft picks necessary, the players on the team necessary to make it worth Seattle's um to make it worth to Seattle. Pete will just be like, dude, show up and play. And Russell Wilson will show up and play. He'll do it. Um, and he'll play hard. And maybe behind the scenes, no one talks to each other. It's possible. It happens other places too. And you can just make it work for this season and then figure out, you know, the next season. See, you know, New Orleans, for example, they don't have any money. They can't just, they can't trade. For, they have no assets to trade for them. So I think it's, it's difficult if those are the teams he wants to go to. If the Jets want him, I'm sure that the CX will love that package, but does Russell want to go play for the Jets? Well, here's what I this is what I don't understand. Now, if you don't remember, we always talked about who made who, right? Belichick versus Brady, uh, and obviously those that are on the Brady side are having a field day right now. But Pete Carroll's first two years in Seattle, they were seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine, and then in 2012, they made a deal to get Matt Flynn, free agent. And they also draft Russell Wilson in the third round. And they make the decision, obviously the right decision, to start Russell Wilson from day one. Let's let's put the context. When we talk about an offense that Russell Wilson wants as opposed to what they're running. So he has been the starting quarterback for nine years in Seattle. He has started every game. He has not missed a single game, a single start. 144 in a row, regular season, 16 in the postseason. His record in the regular season is 98-45-1. Oh, he's been great. I mean, the bottom line is is that the offense that he runs is the perfect offense for his skill set. And when we get back to this idea of all the times he gets sacked and everything else, and we've had this discussion many times, Jeff, 
Half those sacks are on him. He's the kind of guy who tries to extend plays. I mean, when you're when you're wrestling with the big bear in front of you, right? And you're you're trying to and and you're you're trying to almost gauge where your quarterback who might be scrambling to extend a play is. You're, you're, I'm sure you're basing on where the eyeballs are of the guy that you're blocking and wrestling with to try to keep him away. But you're only responsible for so much. And now ultimately, if he overextends a play and gets sacked, you're like, well, I did my job. We as an offensive line did our job. But that's the quarterback you are. I don't understand. What does he think he's going to be elsewhere? He's a quarterback that uses his arm. He uses his legs. He's a guy that will extend plays. He can make the spectacular play, but that could also lead to plays where he gets sacked for a major loss. I'm trying to figure out what is his vision as a quarterback because, to be honest with you, when I look at his record in Seattle, they have absolutely maxed out his ability as a quarterback. What 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 is well, okay. he thinks going to so, change? Well, I think we saw this year though that there is another level to him in his ability to throw the ball down the field, and for there to be some variety in the offense. I think he and rightfully so. Um, he wants to be in an offense that features him first, not the run first. Um, and and look, you 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 raise a valid point, right? Is can he be the guy who the offense is run through? All the time, right? Like Pat Mahomes or, or you know, Tom Brady or Drew Brees. I mean, all these guys that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, kind of the offense feels very much run through them. I think he can do that. I think he can be that type of core. I just think he wants, okay, like if Pete Carroll wants a 50 50 split, 50, you know, 50 runs, 50 passes, you never get 100 plays, but, um, you know, Russell Wilson probably wants 60 40. Like they're not that far apart. Um, I think Russell Wilson just wants to feel like, they try to maximize everything he can do. And and look, Steve, there are people that agree with you that, hey, this is the Max Russell Wilson. This is what he can do. Right. He is he is a quote-unquote system quarterback. I think he's better than that, but I, I can see the argument for that because it, you know even this year, we kind of let Russ cook four or five weeks into that. It was great. Then, boom, eight turnovers in three weeks, and we went away from that. But some people say that part of the reason that happened was teams figured out their basic passing game. I think he wants just an opportunity – to be in a little different offense that featured him more. And, and then we'll know. Then we'll know well, after one year whether or not this can be sustainable or go back to what Pete Carroll's done. Well, I would say to both sides of this, figure it out. Because the best thing for Pete Carroll is Russell Wilson. And I think the best thing for Russell Wilson is to remain a Seattle Seahawk. All right. Let's find out what's trending right now. Once again, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Ralph Irvin. In the house. By the way, Ralph religiously follows you, Jeff, on Twitter. And that's how he jumped in. He goes, are you going to talk to Jeff about this new offensive line camp thing? And I said, I I better. Absolutely. And I'm glad I did. But that's you, Ralph. You always follow Jeff, everything he does. I that, Thank you. That, that sounds a little creepy. Yeah, a little uh, obsessive. I, I, I'm a professional. That's, it, that's it, just what I do. Well, I found out my wife didn't follow me on Instagram on the trip, so uh, at least at least I have some support from you, Ralph. I'll take it. What's an Instagram? No, I didn't. Uh, we've got college basketball action the final weekend of the regular season in number six West Virginia trailing at home now. Ten thirty-eight to play in the second half, and number seventeen Oklahoma State leads the Mountaineers fifty-seven fifty-three. 
three, 11 and a half to play in the second half in Athens. And number eight, Alabama is taking the lead at Georgia, 57-54. Number 23, Purdue, a 40-31 lead over Indiana. That's with 10.02 to play in the second half at the intermission. Providence with a 17-point advantage, leading number 10, Villanova, 38-21 from earlier. Notre Dame surprise number 11, Florida State, 83-73. Number 20, Loyola of Chicago, an easy win over Indiana State, 65 49 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. That's at Bay Hill right now. Well, guess who's sitting up top the leaderboard? Yeah, it's the guy who had an ace on the second hole. That's Jordan Spieth at 10 under par. One shot ahead of Keegan Bradley, Bryson DeChambeau, and Corey Connors. By the way, Spieth about to tee off on the par 5 number 12 as we send it back now to Steve Hartman. And Jeff Schwartz. Well, you mentioned Jordan Spieth, uh, Ralph. And Ralph, by the way, Jeff is a huge golf guy. Um, he's been in contention a couple of times this year, which is good. It's at least we're mentioning his name. Unfortunately, the Sundays have not gone well for him. So it's been he hasn't won a tournament since he won the Open Championship back in what was that, 2017? It's like been it's, a while. I feel like it's the curse of being the next Tiger. Every time someone wins, it starts their career fast, they're the next Tiger, and they just never end up being the next Tiger because there is no next Tiger. Well, exactly. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that whole Tiger situation. By the way, once again, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch. You could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Haven't spoken to you, Jeff, since the accident. Uh, by the way, have you seen the HBO special on Tiger? Did you I see did, that? I, I have watched it, yes. Yes, and uh, you know, we were talking about, Ralph and I were talking about this, how it really painted a picture like at the end, you feel sad for this guy, like, Agreed. wow, he's been, and 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 Ralph, who knows a lot of people really know Tiger will insist, believe me, his life has been anything but sad, okay? He's had a lot of great times in his life, as you could imagine, but it really painted a very negative picture on his upbringing bringing and people that he was around and his old undoing but this accident situation is is pretty crazy because now they are saying the first person that came upon the accident scene wasn't actually uh the police it was a, a neighbor or somebody that lived in the neighborhood and he said in an affidavit that uh, he was unconscious when he came upon the car, and then when the people, the uh, you know people's the police sheriff schedule, sheriff's department showed up, he was conscious out there. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna do a full investigation in this. But what are your takeaways on? I mean, the, the melodrama of uh, the life of Tiger Woods yeah. is extraordinary when we think about it. But what what do you make of the whole situation? Well, well I don't I don't know. If feeling sorry for him is the is the right word to use, but it definitely explained. I think for a lot of us, kind of who he is a little bit better, right? And kind of why he made some decisions he made. But I've I've always said this from the beginning, is that um, as long as you don't commit a crime, I don't care what you do in your free time if you're an athlete. Like, if if Tiger had to go and go to Perkins and find him a waitress and they made him a better golfer and that made my enjoying, you know, my experience of watching him play better, well, whatever, man. Like, that's his life. Like, I I just, that's my only thing of this. I feel bad that his life became so public. Like that's something that him and his wife had to deal through. And obviously it became public because of his, his accident. Um, and that's just the thing that like out of the whole thing, I was like, yeah, I just, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good documentary. I enjoyed it, explained who he was and obviously his early success and how Earl 
raised him and you know how he was raised to be this champion and I thought it was interesting and, and when I get back to his accident recently it just you know it reminded me of Kobe a little bit right like just out of nowhere right and just like it's just a was a Sunday morning Saturday morning whenever it was mm-hmm. um and same as Kobe right like all of a sudden it was like Kobe's been in a, a, a helicopter accident you're like what what and then the reports obviously got much worse after that so I'm glad he's alive it doesn't feel like he's gonna play golf and, anymore but um I'm just glad he survived. Yeah, I mean, I, I've talked to Rich Ornberger about this. You and him are the exact same age, born the same year. And so when he won his first Masters, you know, you were at 10, 11 years old. Yeah. And for a guy like Rich, uh, he said that was like his introduction to golf. Like, I didn't, even, I didn't even know about golf. And all of a sudden, here's this guy, Tiger Woods. Now, he's become a golf fan since then, beyond Tiger yeah, Woods. But, same. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, any golfer right now that's 35 years or younger, they all say the same thing. Their inspiration was Tiger Woods. I mean, that was that was their inspiration to get into the game, their inspiration of, of trying to achieve a certain level of greatness in the sport. Um, so, I mean, we can never understate the impact of Tiger Woods at all. It, 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 and it was, um, you know, it was, I mean, we, the, the, I think the documentary covered it well, like the phenomenon that, that was Tiger, right? And, right. And I really think that and we see this often with with you know, young actors and actresses who kind of get the spotlight early on. Mm-hmm. You're not mentally developed enough no. to have the spotlight that age. No. And that was, I think, part of what the of the documentary showed is no matter how much Earl prepared him, his father, for the moment, you're never ready for that moment mentally. Like, there's no way you can be, right? You're, I mean, you're 18 years old, 19, you're a rock star. Anywhere you go, people are mm-hmm. streaming your name and, and like... The only place you can get actually like really get feel alive is like Vegas because Vegas is a celebrity town, right? And they, you know you're not hounded as much. They have areas where you can go kind of be by yourself. It's just like uh, of kind of look at it's like of course he was going to struggle with fame, right? I mean, I, I absolutely understandable. <laughs> and by the way, all that Vegas stuff when it was happening. We'd already known about that. Certain people had had, you know, the connections and knew yeah, but, but they the would gather is- in Vegas and everything else. And like they said, they, they had isolated and they had these hostesses, so to speak, right, but who would bring Vegas. the women and everything else. The, the thing about Tiger I always heard was, is that when you're a sports alpha male, right, you're, you're one of those alpha males in the sports world, he always felt a little less because he played golf. You know, he's not a basketball player. He's not a football player. He's not a baseball player. Somehow he felt like he almost had approved that he belonged with these other alpha males uh, and that he yeah. took um, took that to the next level when it came to some of the women that he was exchanging pleasantries with, so uh, to speak. I, I could see that. I mean, maybe that explains the Navy SEAL training, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, remember how they said about his father, because his father was Green Beret and everything else, and no matter how much how great you are as a golfer, how tough are you? Yeah, what kind of man are you? Like, you know, and he felt like whether it was necessary, that's arguable, but in his it's mind, not, it was. That's not necessary. Well, necessary for him personally. I don't think it's necessary for him to play golf. No. But I, I, but, I, I mean, I, some of these other activities sort of show his, you know, yeah. machoism or whatever it might have been uh, a little bit carry on there. All right. On the other side, I want to get into the Ben Roethlisberger situation with you. Uh, Big Ben is going to remain a Pittsburgh Steeler. That's that's great. Or is it the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up next? 
Steve Harbin and Jeff Schwartz coming up in the next hour. Get more into the March Madness and a big surprise, a big surprise, courtesy of one Jeff Schwartz. Well, that's coming up in the next hour. He's not even 100% aware of it, but you'll find out what it's all about, Jeff. I do want to ask you, though, about Ben Roethlisberger. He agreed to a $4 million pay cut to stay on as the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Um, I feel like there was little choice on either side as far as this was concerned. The Steelers obviously do not have a ready-made quarterback. Sorry, Mason Rudolph. uh, To step in as the starting quarterback of a team that I'm sure still has designs on being a playoff team in 2021. And I don't think there's a whole lot of suitors out there for Ben Roethlisberger. Should he be cast adrift? I don't know if there would be a lot of teams lined up to be signing Ben Roethlisberger. But it it does sort of bring up the point that the Steelers, a proud franchise uh, that always thinks of themselves as a team that should be in contention, are on the brink right now. Uh, they, They have to figure out what their next move is at quarterback after 2021. Well, they certainly do, and this what this is kind of what's happening around the NFL with some other organizations too, Saints, that don't really have a plan for the future. And it's very hard when you are in the trying to win a championship year in and year out to take that that future quarterback, right? Take the quarterback in the future. We've seen it very rarely work, right? The Packers, obviously, with Favre and Rodgers, we've seen it work with you, know, Andrew Luck. Not really Andrew Luck and Manning. I mean, they they weren't there at the same time even. Um, I guess we saw it in a smaller aspect with Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes. But it doesn't happen very often, right? So I understand why the Steelers and the Saints uh, haven't gone after the quarterback of the future. And, and, and remember, guys, a third-round draft pick is not a quarterback of the future, all right? It's a first-round draft pick. It's a very high second-round draft pick. It's almost – Jalen Hurts for the Eagles is on the fringe of like – we took our next franchise quarterback, right? A third-round draft pick, fourth-round, fifth-round, if they become Dak Prescott or Cousins or Tom Brady or Russell Wilson, those are the outliers, okay? Almost everyone else at that position who is fabulous is a first-round pick or a high second-round pick or maybe a Derek Carr kind of bottom second-round guy. So I get why they haven't done it, but the Sears have not, have not prepared for Big Ben to leave, and now they're stuck with Big Ben, right? right? They signed him to a contract a couple years ago. They had he their cap hit was so high this year, they had to keep him on the roster. Ben said, "Hey man, I know my cap hit's high. I want to keep winning. There is a chance you cut me, just eat the cap, and we just are really bad this season. And but I want to stay. I want to play one more year. So I'll take us. So it was mutually beneficial for both parties to get this done." By the way, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. And that's that's part of the danger. Look what happened to New England, right? I mean, they had brought quarterbacks in. Well, they drafted a lot of quarterbacks when Tom Brady was there. But when Tom Brady actually left, they had nothing. I mean, uh, well, they had, well, they had Jimmy Jean trade him away. So they, they did have that guy. But they did trade him away. So when right. they finally did pull the plug on Tom Brady, yeah, it, Jared it, Stidham was not the answer. We correct. knew that. It, and then you were forced it, to roll the dice it, it just, on Cam Newton. And they're, and they're still now in a I position agree. where they got to figure out what the heck are we going to do I mean, at quarterback. But look at the even the last, like, let's go back to Joe Montana, Steve Young. Okay? Yep. Since then, 
what do we had? Favre Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of this a succession plan. And both those we situations had, where you had a quarterback in waiting for several right. years. And you know, Mahomes Alex Smith was one year. Mm-hmm. Was one year. But I'm trying to think off the top of my head, do we have other situations where you had a winning or you know, a winning franchise who multiple years in a row made the playoffs, who decided to take a quarterback in the first round? I mean, the the Packers, I guess, sort of have tried it this year with Jordan Love, last year with Jordan Love again, try to do it again. But it doesn't happen very often. So I get, I understand why the Patriots and the Steelers and the Saints haven't tried to find the quarterback in the future in the draft because it's very hard to say, hey, we're close to winning. Let's, you know what? Let's skip on that right tackle we need and let's get a quarterback that's not going to play this year. Yeah, but you, you brought up two prime examples of a team that replaced one Hall of Fame quarterback with another Hall of Fame quarterback. In the Steve Young situation, he would have been a first round pick in the NFL. He went to the. USFL, that's where the 49ers signed. Well, he went to Tampa, and then they picked him up. He was with the Bucs for a couple years. He was terrible. But he sat for four years behind Joe Montana, and obviously the Aaron Rodgers, similar similar situation. I mean, if if you're thinking the best way to do it, if you can get a talented quarterback to play the waiting game, uh, then it can work out really well for you. And that's what those franchises did. I think a big difference here is – um, it, it, GMs last a lot longer than coaches, but there's no patience anymore, right? So if you are, you know, the, if you're Mike Tomlin, and he's won a lot, he might be the, the, the bad example, but you know, if you're Mike Tomlin, and you're the owner, and you're you're Kevin Colbert, the GM, and you're Art Rooney, uh, you know, Junior, I think the third maybe, um, you know, as as the uh, you know the, the ownership group, and you say to yourself, you know what, we've won for so long. Do we kind of want to suck for a couple of years to get a quarterback? Do we want to waste, you know, a, a, the first round draft pick that we use on Micah Fitzpatrick, who's been a great player for us? Do you want to draft a quarterback who may or may not be good eventually? And are we going to waste a pick on that? Are we going to like? Are, are we going to waste a, you know, to, to Devin Bush, who's been a great part of their defense, first round draft pick? You know, are they happy they draft him or? or with a draft a quarterback? I just think it's it's hard to justify when you're winning for everyone involved. The idea that you're just kind of giving up to draft a quarterback for the future when everything is now, right? Coaches coach for now. General managers try to win now unless you're brand new and you take on a new organization and they, and they stink. I think it's just hard to get yourself in the position to draft a guy like that when you know you try to win now. Yeah, it's it's a difficult situation. When we cite very few examples, it tells you how difficult that is and the smooth development of one quarterback to walk in for another quarterback. But right now, the Steelers are up against it. All right, on the other side, we're a week away from Selection Sunday. Is the NCAA tournament going to remain the impact event it has for years? We'll tell you next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, rolling along on this big Saturday, once again broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch. You could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food your friends ate again. Call 1-888-FARMERS for a quote. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. All right, before we get into this March Madness conversation, tomorrow... A week from tomorrow, Selection Sunday, uh, I was told by our producer, Lee, that we have a soundbite that I need to hear. Let's hear it, guys. We're just a bunch of fat kids living a dream. Wow. Wait a second. Hold on a second here. Now, I have been opening up my weekend national shows for years saying, live in the dream, live in the dream, live in the dream. I had no idea... And by the way, that wasn't your voice. Living the dream is something that's been part of your... Yes. Give us the background. How did this live in the dream? That's Jeff Kendall, my old teammate. Um, Yeah, so 2007, I was in Oregon, and we were really good. And we were, you know, we were 8-1 and at the time that Dennis got hurt, but... um, Dennis Dixon, the great Dennis Dixon, Dixon, yeah. We were 5-1 and or something, and I think... I think Jonathan Stewart, our running back, went on Jim Rome's show. Mm-hmm. And um, and Jeff Kendall and I were huge Rome fans. We listened to him every day. Um, what, what's the word for – I even forget. I haven't listened to him so long. What was the term used for when you listen to Rome for uh, – uh, uh, Have a take, don't suck? But clones or something? Maybe oh, clones. clones. Yeah, the clones, yes. Okay, the clones. Okay. So 
Then we had, I think Mike Blotty went on the week after, mm-hmm. and we kept winning. And then Dennis Dixon went on. So we told him, hey, Dennis, tell Rome during the interview that a bunch of your offensive linemen are clones and listen to the show. So he did. He did. And Jim Rome said, hey, guys, if you win this weekend, we were playing Arizona State. We were, I think we were fourth in the country. They were sixth. That if we win this game, national televised game day was there, all that. If we win this game, that we can come on as an offensive line. So we're like, sweet. So we, we win the game. Unfortunately, that's the game Dennis originally heard as ACL. Um, and so we call on Monday his show. It's me, uh, Kendall, who's our backup center, and Max Unger, who played in the, in the NFL for, I think, 11 years for the season. Remember, Max, Saints. absolutely. And um, so we go on the show, and it's a regular interview. In the very end, Jeff Kendall pulls out like seven pieces of paper. He says, hey, Rome, hey, Rome, give me a second. I got a rant. And it's on YouTube. It's like six and a half minutes. He just went off. And he said that in the middle of the of the of the rant, and um, then we made shirts of it. I still have my shirt in my closet um, from 2007. Fat kid, just a fat kid living a dream. Wow, I had no idea. I had no idea. I mean, it's a very specific. I mean, you you had to be a Jim Rome fan mm. and specifically listen to him in you know November of 2007 uh, to, to hear that interview. But it's on my it's on my Twitter profile too. Fat kid living a dream. Well, to give you an idea how long I've been around, uh, Jim used to be my update guy. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where oh. it happened to the guy. You know, uh, he, I, I thought he had talent. <laughs> he's uh, he's, he's, yeah. he's done, done well for himself. He's done, not doing so bad. All right. The NCAA basketball tournament. Good stuff, though. Living the dream. We are living the dream here. We and we're always living the dream here in the month of March because of March Madness. I mean, it is an American institution. And we talk about the fact that as we get ready for March Madness, Selection Sunday is going to be a week from tomorrow, 99.999% of the people that will be filling out a bracket have probably not seen a single college basketball game, nor do they really follow (laughs) college basketball. But 99.999% of the brackets that will be filled out will be filled out by those people. So how does this work, right? I mean, how how is it that a sport that is so dependent on three weeks and really one week, because it's the first week, the first right? Week, yeah. It really is the first week of the NCAA tournament where an entire country is focused on one thing, their brackets. Everyone's out there. They're out their office. They've got multiple brackets. No one even fills out one bracket, two, three. I got all these brackets, whether you're in a little league of your own or you're doing it on a national scale. Everyone's got their brackets in hand. The reason I bring this up is that college basketball is going through yet another phase now, Jeff. If you don't know about the NBA G League Ignite, This was the new league that was offered up for an alternative for high school basketball stars to earn salaries up to $500,000. And if you look at the upcoming NBA draft and some of the mock drafts that we already have up, you're going to see names on this list like Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd, you're going to see Jonathan Kaminga, guys that you've not seen because they're not playing college basketball. But these guys were all five-star recruits. These were guys that were five-star recruits that said, you're going to pay me what? As opposed to doing a one-and-done on the college scene. And so this is another alternative where, at least since they put in the one-and-done, 
Now, that, of course, replaced the old days when the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryants, the Kevin Garnetts, players of that ilk, just bypassed college altogether, went straight into the NBA. So what it's doing is, once again, robbing college basketball of elite talent. And if this works, you're going to get more and more of the elite five-star players saying, well, no, I'm not going to do a one-and-done at a college when I could get paid to go to this Ignite G League thing and get paid and then still enter the NBA draft. But the question is, does that even matter? When it comes to college basketball, if you look at like the last, I was looking since Anthony Davis was the MOP, most outstanding player of the 2012 NCAA Final Four, you look at the guys that have won that award the last seven times, they're like literally nobodies. None of these guys went on to any success in the NBA. So does future NBA success or even the fact that you have elite players at the college level matter when you have something as powerful yeah. as the NCAA basketball tournament? Well, there's many things, I think, to, to hit here. One is the tournament and the popularity of college basketball will never go away, um, no matter who is or who or who not, or who isn't, I should say, who and who isn't playing in, the, in, in, you know, in college basketball because people gamble on the tournament. It's that simple, right? Is that, that keeps the revenue flowing. That keeps the TV partners um, happy because people are watching these games. I mean, who, you know, why else are you watching two teams you haven't watched all season play Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern because you have $20 on VCU minus six, right? Like, that's why. That's why Mm -hmm. we're all watching these games. So until people stop gambling, which is never going to happen, there's always going to be a place for tournament. Now, we might not know the names of the players in the tournament. Uh, a lot of us, we might not, you know, recognize maybe some of the teams in the tournament, um, but there's going to be a tournament always. Now, to the players, and to your point about about you know what what's happening in college basketball. So there's the NBA G League. There's this new league that they announced this week. That I'm not worried about that that league overtime sports or something. That that's not, nothing. Um, and there's talk now about repealing the one and done, right. which would obviously change all this because players would just go to the NBA. And look, and you mentioned some of the greatest players of of, of when I was a childhood. In my childhood, were, were all the guys that came from high school, right? Straight Kobe, out of it started. It, it was a restart with Kevin Garnett. Of course, for years, way be, twenty years before that, Moses Malone was one of the couple of players. But it started with Garnett, and then I remember when Kobe decided to enter the draft. They're like. Who's they always guy? thought it's only <laughs> only big men. Like it's it's got to be a big man situation. Yeah. The guard. I mean, skipping out on college, it didn't make any sense. Well, that changed the whole dynamic, and it, and it followed through all the way through LeBron and that class. Uh, and then they decided to put the one and done rule, uh, which I don't know how much is really added to the college game. I mean, we've had some great one and done players. There's no question about that. I mentioned Anthony Davis, you know, at Kentucky. Yeah. You can go back to uh, a Carmelo Anthony at Syracuse, what he did in his one and done year at Syracuse. But um, it, it doesn't matter because, again, college basketball, you could say, well, how good is the game? It doesn't even matter. You bring up the gambling aspect, which to some degree is what these brackets are all about. It doesn't. And March Madness is always going to be magical. It, it just, it doesn't matter who the schools yeah. are. You know, you can have some Green. Cinderella's. Uh, and, 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 you know, Sam brings up the point. In college basketball, the coaches are the stars. Correct. I mean, yeah, we've got yeah. coaches. Do you realize that Jim Beheim 
has been the coach at Syracuse since Gerald Ford was president? I'm not kidding you. He has been the head coach yeah. at Syracuse since Gerald Ford was president. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think some could argue that's a little too long to be, to be somewhere. <laughs> some high, um, some but, Syracuse fans may tell but, you that. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean, and, and it is a very much kind of name on the front and the coach school that is name on the back. NBA is, I think, more name on the back, right? NFL, right. name on the back. And, and so – People still like the purity of of college sports. I don't, I don't really understand, by the way, people that say, "Hey, I like to watch college sports better than pro sports because it's more pure." I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> pro sports is far superior to watch. They're better players and better athletes. Um, and yeah, the people, these kids are getting money anyway. It's like, what do you, what do you? So the one thing that might save college basketball is name, image, and likeness. Okay, so for those who might not have paid attention, name, image, and likeness is uh, various bills in different states that will allow players uh, who are under the NCAA kind of you know umbrella to profit off their name, image, and likeness, which as of now has not been possible while you're playing. It makes you ineligible to play, um, and they're basically changing the rules, and it's a mess right now because, of course, the NCAA is not doing this on their own, so every state's coming up with their own things, and you know, one state is allowing more than the other state, and so people are worried about recruiting. But you know, if, you're, if you can go somewhere and play at Kentucky and you're the number one recruit and they say, hey, man, we got a, a car dealership here that'll – Give you a hundred grand to, um, you know, to to sell cars. And we have somewhere here they'll give you an extra fifty. We have you this and that. Maybe kids will be more inclined to come. I'll just say this, Steve. I do not think name, image, and likeness will have the impact that people think in basketball and football. I think it will be most impactful is Olympic sports, where a lot of these athletes, especially out on the West Coast, have to leave school early because they want to get endorsements while they're Olympic athletes. We see it all the time in swimming. We see it in track and field. I think that's where a lot of the money is. I'm not sure there's a lot of football and basketball. I think there's a a lot to ha- to, to be made for Olympic sport athletes. Well, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. For Olympic I mean, sport athletes, the Olympics to me, those athletes that that like like Katie Ledecky was a cow. She left because she wanted to get paid. I understand that, but how many of these Olympic athletes? I mean, for the Michael Phelps of the world, that's one thing, but. How many Olympic athletes are able to cash in on their moment of glory in the Olympics? So here's the argument. Okay. So I'm Jeff Schwartz. I'm a three-star player out of California. I'm going to Eugene, Oregon. Um, I'm not getting anything in Eugene. Like I'm like, there's no name, image, or likeness for Jeff Schwartz. Um, you know, maybe back home. I, I went to a, you know, I live from Los Angeles, but let's say I was from a smaller city, mm-hmm. and they wanted to, you know, some touchdown club in smaller city or some local, you know, wanted to feature me, and they gave me a thousand dollars. I mean, that feels more likely than getting a a car dealership sponsor in Eugene. But if you're an Olympic athlete, if you're one of the 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 you know the um, you know, Ashton Eaton, who was an Olympian, not not at Oregon when he left Oregon, but was an NCAA champion all through college. There's money for him to be had with with these track companies, with indoor, with apparel companies, with anyone, with you know, with a, a running shoe, whatever it is, like on Instagram, on on social media, on TikTok. Um, nothing for Jeff Schwartz, more for him than me. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, it's the way it's what it, it I, I, is. my frustration is this: this when you when you even get into track and field. When I was when I started college, you know, in the mid seventies, 
Uh, and my freshman year, by the way, at UCLA was Jim Beheim's first year as the head coach. And yes, Gerald Ford was the president of the United States at that time. Track and field was a big deal. And, of course, you went to Oregon where yeah, Eugene obviously was the home of the uh, Olympic trials for many, 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 many years. Still, still is. But it's the, 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 the sport itself in this country – has gone by the wayside. It's huge in Europe. I mean, in, in a lot of parts well, of yeah, this. But you, but it you, was such a monstrosity in our country at one time. It really was. It, yeah, and again, I mean, I tra- think, great track and field stars. Everybody knew their names. They don't do yeah. that anymore. Well, they it's just not, don't. It's, it's different. But I think it was. Totally I think a lot different. of it. I think a lot of it, though, with, with social media, mm-hmm. will be a big a big reason why. By the way, speaking of track, have you seen Oregon's new track stadium? No, I have not. You need to go online and search mm. some pictures. Really? It is the best in the world. It's incredible. <laughs> this was supposed to debut last year for the Olympic trials. It never mm-hmm. happened. Yes. They're happening this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you should go on the Google machine. And I'm still yourself. a fan. I am such Oregon, a track and field fan. Oregon's new Hayward Field. It's right. incredible. How many laps around would you run that track? I mean, you, you what in your heyday? Like I mean, now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, three, I, I would four. need a, I would need... <laughs> to, it's not really the oxygen; it's my knees and my like ankles running on the hard track. Right. Um, so you would be probably hospitalized one lap around the track, or what would we talk? I would about? if I ran a mile. Yeah. So four laps, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I would need to have my physical therapist like in the in the building, like just collapse at the end, and yeah. just he just fixes me on the table right there. There it is. Okay. Well, we'll not we're not going to put you through oh. that, Jeff. Uh, uh, some guys who could handle that track, they play in the NBA. Tomorrow's the NBA All Star Game. What exactly is this all about? Why did they actually add it to the schedule? We'll try to explain coming up next. We're just a bunch of fat kids living a dream. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Steve Harbin and Jeff Schwartz. All right, so tomorrow, NBA All-Star Game and more. Now, if you're curious about the schedule tomorrow, here's how it's going to work. 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific. You're going to get things started because it's all going to be condensed into one day, Jeff. You're yeah. going to start with the skills challenge, followed by the three-point contest, and then you have the All-Star Game. The slam dunk competition will be at halftime. So they're going to condense everything uh. into one day for a 2021 NBA All-Star Game that originally was not even scheduled. So if you if you know the background of this season, they condensed the schedule from 82 to 72 games. But because the season started two months later than normal, and they want to have the NBA Finals conclude before the Olympics, the scheduled Olympics, they really, if you're not following the NBA, they're playing like every other day. It's already a very condensed schedule. So a lot of the stars, especially that might be part of this All-Star game, we're looking forward to those five days off coming up here in March. Well, that did not happen. And by the way, by participating, they have to go through the normal COVID protocol and everything else to get ready for this game. So before we get to the specifics of the game itself, I mean, obviously, they're 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 doing this for charity. Uh, they're in partnership with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, UNCF, uh, the United Negro College Fund, the National Association for Equal Opportunity. They're raising some good money for people uh, that you know really can use the money and, and and help a great cause. But at the same time, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the league, said we need normalcy, and part of our season is an all-star game. So are they playing this game for the right reasons? They're playing it for money. Yes. And you mentioned the the donations are fantastic. They they can make those anyways. They don't have to do that. Correct. With an all-star game, you can still make a donation, plenty of money to go around the NBA. Um, This year is not normal, though. So to say that you want to do this for a sense of normalcy, I mean, it's not a normal year. We're we're just getting fans back on the stands in in most arenas, I think, in the NBA. Um, At least I know in North Carolina there's fans. I'm sure there's fans in Florida. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know California is going to let fans. I know they they announced yesterday, right, they're allowing amusement parks and some fans in places. Yeah, well, you have a governor who obviously is under fire right now facing a possible recall, so he's loosening the reins a little bit here. But Because he was making an insurance. Assurance, uh, assurance the other day that as far as opening day, I mean, remember, there's five Major League Baseball teams in the state of California that they can expect, all of them expect some fans to be present for their opening days next month. So, so that's like, good. Like a normal, it's like a normal game for the, for A's fans. I like 15, exactly, like 15% capacity would be a normal game for <laughs> Oakland A's, yes. So I don't even know, I don't even care about the A's, I don't know yeah. why I said that. Um, so wait, did, does everyone still show up late to Dodger games in this situation? They- I, I, I know this, I, the ticket prices are going to be ridiculous. Did you hear what some of these spring training tickets are going for in Arizona? Like face value, $120, secondary market tickets going up as, cl- as much as 
three hundred dollars for a spring training game where half the guys on the field are wearing number seventy-eight, which is not a good number for a baseball player. It's a great number for a left tackle. It's our left tackle, but not for a baseball player. um, (laughs) I've been in many spring training games in Arizona because I was training for the uh, for the offseason there, and um, the one thing you don't realize about that, well, one is that you're right, the superstars are just gone. It is, no. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but secondly is that it's very hot, obviously, and a lot of the, the bleachers there and these these parks, they don't they're not covered. Like only it's only covered between like, you know, like basically the batter's boxes, right? Like mm-hmm. kind of wrap around. It's hot. Like if you don't oh, buy a yeah. seat yeah. that's under the covered area, you're in for a miserable time. I I learned that the hard way a couple times, uh, buying tickets and just being out in you know, in, in, in the warmth. But I love spring training. I don't love it to pay that much money though. No, I mean, well, that's but that's how starved they are. And by the way, if you're playing only at fifteen or twenty percent capacity, you know the ticket prices are going to be ridiculous. Uh, and of course, and you know, Padres, well, yeah. I mean, most of these teams, they, obviously, their season ticket holders are going to get first call on these tickets, but they can put them on a secondary market and get ridiculous amounts of money from people yeah. that are just starving to see Major League Baseball. All right, now the format for the All Star Game that they used last year, Jeff, they're going to use again. Now, if you don't know this, so basically you begin each of the first three quarters, the score is 0-0, and then they restart the clock and reset the scoreboard. And then after three quarters, you add up all the points at that point. And then whatever team is leading, you add 24 points to the leading team's total, and that becomes the target number for the fourth quarter. And I remember last year thinking this is a gimmick. I'm not into real gimmicky stuff, but it actually worked out pretty well. And it came out where LeBron versus Giannis's team, LeBron won at 157-155. It was exciting because once you get to that target number, you know, you might be three points. You guys are taking three-point shots trying to get to that target. Um, but they're going to use the exact same format. The 24 points was in honor of Kobe last year. They're going to stay with that this year, but when they start gimmicking up these all-star games, we've seen this in the NFL, we've seen this in Major League Baseball, does it take away from the appeal of the game, or was there any appeal in the game for you to begin with? I think all-star games are, especially in the NBA, for the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the younger generation loves gimmicks like this. They do. And this is why they're doing it. They're doing it for social media, they're doing it for the younger crowd, because if you're an NBA fan and you're in, you know, you're you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you're a fan already. Like you don't, they don't need to get you. And if they have a weird All Star Game structure, guess what? You're not going to watch it, but you're still going to watch the NBA Finals, right? You're still going to watch the playoffs. They're trying to get people to the game by having this different format, making it fun, making it unique. I said this last week, I believe, about uh, two weeks ago now about All Star Games. Like to me, I don't watch them as much anymore because. Growing up on the West Coast, you know, an all-star game might be the only opportunity that I would, was able to see someone from the Eastern Conference play, right? Or someone from the, the American League and the East Coast play. Um, and it's not that way anymore. I could turn on the TV and watch any game I want, see any highlight I want on the social media. And so to me, the all-star game is just not worth sitting down and watching um, as it was when I was a kid or even just – maybe 12, 10, 10, 12 years ago, like to me, I, I can, I can watch LeBron play any night I want. I, he plays Giannis in a normal season three times a year. Like I don't, I don't need to watch him play Giannis in an all-star game. 
Well, this time, of course, he's going to have him as a teammate uh, because uh, Kevin Durant, who had the choices on the other side, is not going to be playing in this game. So, uh, I don't know. I, in a normal game situation, I would be intrigued to see, you know, how the skill set of a of Giannis and LeBron would mesh. But, again, it's not played like a real game. They're just sort of out there having a good time, which I get it, and I think you're 100% right. It's gauged for a, a totally different audience. Once again, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch. You can save a bundle on your auto insurance. Let's find out what's trending right now. We welcome back Ralph Irvin. And I'm watching uh, this uh, UCLA-USC game. So far, so good for my Bruins. Looking good. Well, yeah, I I figured you'd want to know that score, even though you can see it. It is 18-7 UCLA, 11-55 to play. Of course, they were up nine at Oregon and completely collapsed the other night. But if if USC can't shoot, they can't win. So that's going well so far. There you go. And now it's 20-7 UCLA. But let's get to the scores that are ranked in top 25 teams. Finals have been coming in. Number 17, Oklahoma State, a winner at number 6, West Virginia, 85-80. Number 8, Alabama finishes off Georgia, 89-79. Number 23, Purdue, 67-58 over Indiana. Now on the floor. Providence holding on to a 52-50 lead over number 10 Villanova. That's with 101 to play in the second half. 718 to go in the first half. Number four, Illinois, a 27-22 lead at number seven, Ohio State. And at number 21, Virginia, a 20-13 lead over Louisville. That's with 652 to play in the first half of that contest. A PGA Tour in Orlando. It's the Arnold Palmer Invitational. A four-way lead atop the leaderboard. Jordan Spieth, Lee Westwood, Bryson DeChambeau, and Corey Connors all sitting at 10 under par. One player, one shot back, that being Keegan Bradley. So players are lighting it up at Arnie's place. We send it back now to Steve Hartman and Jeff Schwartz. Ralph, thank you very much. Once again, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS. You can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. I can't believe we've gone this far into the show without saying the name Deshaun Watson. But that is going to end right now. I, I this, this scenario, did you hear about his meeting with his new coach, Callie? Where he yeah, basically it, walked in and told the guy, I have no intention of ever playing for you. I mean, we just, that's the end of the conversation. I mean, I'm sure they had, you know, Callie's been around for 100 years and this guy, you know, maybe the older guy could settle in and maybe, you know, talk about some things that might be interesting to Sean Watson. Apparently, Sean had no interest in any conversation with the new coach of the Texans other than to reiterate that he has absolutely no intention of ever playing another game for the Houston Texans. And yet, once again, the Texans have maintained steadfastly we have no intention of trading him. And there are several teams that have said that they have reached out and they're getting no answer. Nobody's picking up the phone in Houston. So we've been at this now for about a month. Where are we going with this, Jeff? Well, I'm not sure the Texans have gotten what they want from you know from the uh, from any of these teams, but I think here's the reality from the, the Jets and Dolphins' perspective: is they're still doing the homework on the quarterbacks in this class, still right, and and those would be at the very top of the draft, obviously Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, who just. His momentum seems a little bit misguided. Um, Justin Fields right now, right? So if you're the Jets and you're sitting at two, you got to figure out two things: a do we want to keep Sam Darnold and keep our draft picks? B, do we want to use 
our draft pick on Justin Fields and then keep our rest of our draft picks and build our roster. Because remember this, the Jets trade for Deshaun Watson and trade up all and give away all these first round picks, these second round picks. They're not good enough to win with that roster and Deshaun Watson. They need those picks to build their roster up. The Dolphins have a good enough roster. They they don't need those picks like the Jets. So I think the Jets are figuring out exactly how they want to build their roster. And maybe Deshaun Watson is part of that. The Dolphins, mm-hmm. to me, feel like a no-brainer. And, and you know, Houston gets Tua in the deal. And they get an opportunity to draft third overall, too. If they want to take a, another, a different quarterback or someone else, they, they have the chance to do that. But... I go back to this. this is for a while now. Deshaun Watson might say he doesn't want to play for, for the Texans, but is he willing to sit out an entire season to prove his point, or two seasons, or three seasons? Uh, feels un- unlikely. I don't know. When's the last time a quarterback, Carson Palmer, right, last quarterback to sit out a season? Um, that's a bold move to do that. And Carson Palmer was what year ten? I mean, he was way more established. Um, Deshaun Watson's a better player, more impactful. But Houston could call his bluff if they want to. Well, here, this is the thing I, I, I heard in Vegas that there are, you know, future prop bets, you know, all this future bets are big in Vegas. Of course. And, and there's a lot of money coming in on the Jets, who are obviously are a major long shot uh, right now, uh, in the anticipation of a possible deal that could land Deshaun Watson with the Jets. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, Think about betting on the Jets right now. If you were that, if if they made the deal and get and got Deshaun Watson, and you suddenly believe that his arrival with the Jets is going to make him a Super Bowl contender, keep in mind again this past season he had the second highest passer rating in the league. He led the league in passing yards. I think he was second in the league in touchdown passes. He had a phenomenal season. His team was four and twelve. Yeah. So, as I mean, could he be any better with the Jets? If he even put up the same numbers with the right. Jets, we saw him put up those numbers, and yet because that team in Houston had other problems, they were still a 4-12 and team. So this, this gets back to the idea that whoever lands Deshaun Watson is punching their ticket to the Super Bowl. I think that that is way overplayed. I mean, Deshaun Watson is a really talented young quarterback, and I can understand his frustration at Houston, but this is not Tom Brady. And by the way, Tom Brady joined a Buccaneers team that was loaded with skill set talent, and they were able to add to that, you know, with Gronk and Fournette and, you know, and Tony Brown and other guys they were able to get. And they also had a really good defense in place. So I just, yeah. I, I'm just, you know, the, the Dolphins, I agree with you, make sense because they seem to have a lot of the components necessary and bringing in a vetted quarterback. But some of these other teams, I mean, I, I saw where in Houston they're throwing it out there. How about making a deal with Arizona and swap quarterbacks, get Kyler Murray? Like, really? What is I mean, Kyler Murray going to do for in Houston? So I, I mean, I'm sure Houston would love that trade. Yeah, but I, uh, I mean, this idea you know, that Deshaun Watson you suddenly is instant Super Bowl, I well, I think that's way over exaggerating. Well, I think to my point about the Jets, like their roster's not there yet. The Dolphins were very close to the playoffs, right? They just need ten one team play. Ten one team. They're very well coached. They're good on defense. Look, defense will pull back as, as defense typically do year year to year. They they drafted three offensive linemen or th- three rookies playing last season for them, so they're young there. They do need to get themselves a wide receiver, and there's a great great fantasy class um, this year for, for for wide receivers. So there's. Ways to be very good, very quick in Miami with Deshaun Watson. There's just less of a path 
for the Jets to make that happen. And I do think there's something to you know, kind of perpetual losing franchise. Now, the Jets obviously had those two years with Sanchez and Rex Ryan, but they've not really been a winner very much other, outside of that, right? And um, does he really want to go somewhere that if it's all about the winning, which, again, not always about the winning, um, the Jets are just not the place for him. The Dolphins have had more success. Um, they're more success recently, which obviously was been been important for him. So, yeah, I, I think the Dolphins are the place where he should go. Or want to go. I mean, the Niners would be great, too, but I'm not sure they have the assets for that. Yeah, I, I, I it'll be interesting how this plays out. By the way, he's basically told him, I'll sit out. Now, how much money would he walk away from? Over $20 million if he were to sit out the season. If Houston, I mean, Houston really could drop the hammer. And I'm still, I still believe that behind the scenes, Cal McNair, who's taken over for his father, is the, the man owning this team is getting some pressure, a lot of pressure, I think, from other owners saying, do not cave in on this guy. I would I would imagine Do not cave in on this guy because if you cave in on this guy, if you give in on his demands, and by the way, remember this about, about the deal that he signed with Houston. He signed his extension after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. He oh, yeah. signed his extension after they jettisoned the best receiver in the league. So what is Deshaun Watson really about? Is it all about winning? Because if you sign that extension with the Texans after they traded Hopkins, maybe it was about the money. And there's a lot of money there, $110 million guaranteed, a $27 million signing bonus. So what is Deshaun Watson really about, Jeff? Well, it's hard to pass up that money, right? I mean, well, okay. Even, I'm not even, blaming him, but... Even if you, even if you say to yourself, again... You know, players have the incredible ability, and I've done this on teams I've been on. The team's not very good, but you convince yourself otherwise, right? You convince mm-hmm. yourself. You know, I was on the Giants for two years, and it was after they had won their their Super Bowls, and we were six and five and five and five at one point in 2015, and I thought, and we were first in the NFC East, I think, at that point too, and I tied for first, and I was like, look, guys, all we gotta do is just kind of like do what they did in 2011, just or seven, I think it was seven, just like. Sneak in the playoffs and just go on a run. They they they've done it before. We could do it too. And obviously, we we didn't we didn't win the division that year. We we're six and ten, but like that's how players think. And Deshaun Watson probably thought, "Hey man, I'll just stick it out in Houston, make it happen." And something behind the scenes, obviously, um, uh, combined with the play last year and the firing of the coach, made it to where he doesn't want to be there anymore. Now his agent also is an agent who has had other players threaten to sit out, has had other players attempt to sit out, has other players who have set out. It's kind of what he does a little bit. So putting it all together, I'm not that surprised where, where, you know, we are where we are right now. Well, I agree with you on this in the respect, Jeff. If there's going to be a deal done, it's going to be as close to the draft as possible. Because ultimately, you have to think, if we're going to get a boatload of draft picks, if we're going to get multiple ones, multiple twos in this upcoming draft – then you got to do your homework, and they got to give them some time yeah. to do that. They can't just make a last-second trade, and all of a sudden, I mean, they're going to have their draft boards ready. But all of a sudden, if you got an extra couple of number one picks, I can change the whole dynamic of your yeah. approach to the draft. Think about this too. By now, we would have had the combine, right? We we would have had the medical part of the combine, which is a huge part of why that sure. exists, right? They haven't done that yet. Yeah, there's they, no they combine done, this year. Like, but they're going to do the medicals. 
but they're going to do them more like individually, either where you know the place you're training at or in the city. You're, you know, I'll just use you know L.A. UCLA USC players will just go to a doctor in Los Angeles who do the physicals for the NFL. So they're not even there yet. I mean, you know, you might if you're the Jets and you really want Justin Fields. You might get a report back about his medical. It's like, ah, he's got a, you know, arthritis knee or his throwing shoulder has this or his elbow does that. And, you you know, you you might say, hey, man, okay, now we'll trade for Deshaun Watson. I, you don't know this stuff yet. You don't have a complete picture to make that deal. You have a complete picture to make Seattle, for Seattle to trade, I think. But for this, th- there's not enough to know yet in the draft if you're trading for, for Deshaun Watson. All right. I mean, you mentioned Justin Fields. I have a question on the other side about Justin Fields. And we're going to weigh into the impact of fans at games more or less than we thought with the absence of the fans. Coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Steve Harbin and Jeff Schwartz want to thank the crew today. Iowa Sam, a week from tomorrow. Uh-huh. What do you think? Your Hawkeyes a two or a three? What do you think? Two or a three seed? I'm going to aim low and hope high, and I'm going to say three seed. Okay. All right. I've seen some of the bracketologies have them as a uh, two. 
They're, they're on the well cusp. right now. Yeah, it depends on what they do in the tournament, um, the conference tournament. And by the way, a lot of teams are contemplating this whole notion of even playing in these conference tournaments. Yeah. Like, why are we putting ourselves at added risk, taking our teams to these conference tournaments? we got all these teams together. Gonzaga uh, is yeah. trying to bail out on the WCC yeah. tournament. Did you see what happened in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament? No, what happened? So, yeah, Drake and Northern Iowa were supposed to play two in-state, uh, in-state rivals, and they gave the win to Drake, or the advancement to Drake, because there was a positive test, and uh, the, c- the city of St. Louis just didn't want to allow it. Well, so. I mean, the rule on the uh, on these conference tournaments is the winner of the conference tournament gets the automatic bid. Right. right. So, so Northern if you have Iowa the top schools chance. bailing right. and other schools actually play, you would really mess up your field of sixty-eight. Yeah. Well, you you mess up for the you know the big conferences that have those right. last four in teams, right? Like that's what these automatic. If Gonzaga doesn't play, then you get a, you have a different automatic qualifier. It, it, of course, if it's another tournament team that wins, you know, like a, like a San Diego right. State, let's say, it's not as important. But if someone there's an upset, right, and another qualifier gets in, then yes, one other team in, in a in a in a um, yeah Power Six conference ends up. No, I, I don't know how that's going to play out. We're going to find out shortly with these uh, conference tournaments next week. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Irvin jumping in. Brilliant as always. Great, Ralphie. Are you? Is Ralphie back tomorrow? Ralph, are you going to be here tomorrow? Is he giving me a thumbs up? Uh, yes, no. Was he here just today, Ralph? I don't know. He's he's out and about. He's He's got a lot of things going on. <laughs> no, uh, just following up on the golf, guys. All right, very good. Are you going to be here tomorrow, Ralph? No. No, okay. Uh, it's great to work with oh, you today, Oh, so Ralph. the crowd cheers that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's Lita Lap, of course, golf? our brilliant producer who uh, always is wearing his Packers gear and, and still has decided not to cut his hair because the women in his life, women, uh, love the flowing locks. Leave the lap. I had long hair oh. when, when I met my wife, and mm-hmm. she very much enjoyed my long hair. Mm, yeah, it's down past my shoulders. Wow! In Back in the yeah. day, yeah, three well, years. Yeah, that's that's where years. Lee is these days. He got the flowing locks good, once again for you. Broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. I don't know if I asked you this the last time we spoke uh, since the Carson Wentz trade, but if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you have the sixth. Pick in the draft. Are you sold on Jalen Hurts, or if Justin Fields is sitting there at number six, are you going to switch gears with your quarterback? I think you draft someone else. So if, uh, if Justin Fields, assuming that he's on the board, would you take Justin yes. Fields at number six if you're the Eagles? Yes, I would. All right, that's I want to hear that. I I just don't think Jalen Hurts is is the guy. Mm-hmm. For the future. All right, so that's interesting. And also, final word today. Would you? I, I, to me, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely, yeah. I take Same. Justin Fields. Yes, and yes. I like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but if I had better. Justin Fields sitting in front of me, absolutely. This is, the, this is a team that was the worst team in the worst division in the history of the NFL. Okay? You're bad. So you're, it's a do-over. And to start with that quarterback. Are, are you happy about fans back? What impact do fans back on these games have for the players, do you think? Just more juice, more energy. Yes. It, it's a lot of fun. It's just for us a lot of fun to watch as a fan. And I think that's what we've heard from spring training as well. Hey, folks, just keep it here on Fox Sports Radio.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.